Record. Record. Oh my, now I'm here at last. The best time always gonna be the best. Hey, looky here. It's the Pat and JT podcast. Pat and JT podcast. Patandjt.com. Um, right there on our website. Scroll down. You can find all the places you can find our podcast. You can also listen to it on our website, but there's a little shop button. And if there's anything we talk about, <laughs> whatever, we throw it up on our little Amazon uh, Amazon page. And it's right there. Just click. It's easy to and get there to. There may even be some things up there we haven't talked about. Because I, if I think of something, I'll just add it to the page. Yep. It's almost all dog related. Just 90%. <laughs> 90 Dog and Bluetooth. Dog and cheese grater. Yeah. Dog and food. <laughs> There's a cheese grater up there that's phenomenal <clears throat> because it suctions to your countertop it's and it's brilliant. a crank. And it's like, this is so smart and it cleans up. So anyway. It's brilliant. It's there. So that's up there. Um, so, okay. So as we speak, it is Tuesday the 11th. And not that it matters because all for, you know, for like four hours the event's going to be happening or it happened. And if you came, fantastic. If you didn't, uh, I'm sorry. A lot of people writing notes in talking about coming to the event that they didn't think they'd be able to, to get time off. Totally understand. That's okay. Thank you so much though. Uh, just across the board for hanging with us. And, and this whole week is kind of that anniversary of the one year of doing a podcast every day. And to everybody that's you know, reached out or not, if you've subscribed, rated, reviewed, listened, shared, I don't care. Thank you. Yeah. So much. It just, it means the world to us. It really does. Cause it, it's like a whole new venture and then Parkville media doing great. And you know, it's funny now um, it's now that it's a year, it's like not even a new venture anymore. It's like a, 365 of these in a row. It's not a new venture. It feels like yeah. it's a new venture. Cause it's it one is. of those things where you blink and I can't believe we've actually done this 365 almost times. But, well, you figure, I mean, okay. So we figured out this before you got 52 weeks in a year, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So if you take out two weeks, you end up with 50 weeks. And so I took a time minus two days out of each week. So actually, I think we, we end up like it's a year and a half worth of work in a year. Yeah. See? That's kind of cool. It is. So yeah. So we appreciate you guys. Thank you for being part of it, so, keeping us on our toes. And we, uh, if you're just joining us after that year and you have no idea what we're doing, uh, well, the, the, the phone number you can get to us now is 402 403 9478. Text or it's Pat and JT, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. All that good stuff. All right, so I don't even know where to start this weekend. Um, um, I can, let me start off in the me being um, kind of a girl category real quick and then <laughs> give you a chance to get your... Thus the name Pat is a boy on Thus the name Twitter. Pat is a boy. And maybe it's not even me being a girl, <laughs> okay. but uh, watch the uh, the Taylor Swift documentary on <laughs> Oh, here on, we go. On Netflix. on Netflix. It was awesome. A Miss, Miss Americana. It was really good. Some people have a real problem with that name. Uh, yeah. There are some, uh, some true blue musicians because uh, she's not an Americana musician. Um, pop country. Um, and so, yeah, there were some people that have a real difficulty with that. that I don't think I don't misplace. I'm not that deep. I don't think about that stuff. I don't, (laughs) I don't think about like, I just, I take things at the surface and it's it's about Taylor Swift, Americana or not, whatever. It's Miss Americana. That was a a unique name. I saw somebody on, um, was it serious? Was it, it was, it was, uh, you know what it was? It was, um, it was, it just showed, obviously we know she's extremely talented. It was showed behind the scenes a little bit of, um, a little bit of, the, of her reputation tour. Mm-hmm. And it kind of went back to when she was 10, 11, 12, writing her music, reading some journals and stuff on, on her, her family, her kind of her process of writing songs. And it just, it just shows how, br- how brilliant she is and how talented she is. I mean, she, as a musician, oh I mean, okay. she, she is a genius. She really is. I don't care what some people say about Taylor Swift. She can, 
she's a great songwriter. Anyway, it showed, kind of showed that process and the way she does it and her cats. And but, <laughs> That's then, your it, but, okay. but then it also kind of went into when she dipped her toe in politics at the end of the midterms yeah. and how that didn't go as uh, like she had hoped in right. Tennessee. Um, and her and it was what's funny is that you see I somebody think, like like Taylor Swift, right? You think t- Taylor Swift is this enormous Taylor Swift. Whatever I say goes. I have no. I don't take input from anybody. I just make all these decisions and I do it. But the the night before she sent out that tweet about the midterms and yeah. get out to vote and who to vote for, blah, blah, blah. She, it was her and her mom and her dad on a couch and she was crying. She was asking her dad, you know, saying, forgive me, I'm going to do it. This is what I'm going to do, but I, I want your input. It's her mom, her dad, her, somebody from the record company and her cat. And they're mm-hmm. sitting there talking. And the next day when they did it, it was her publicist and her and her mom on a couch with wine. Mm-hmm. She wrote out the tweet on her phone and she goes, and they were doing the countdown three, two, one and hit it. And then they all just freaked out. And then it just pff, reaction, crazy, it was, crazy. Huge blowback. It was just, it was cool yeah. seeing, seeing behind the scenes of what we all saw on the mm-hmm. outside, seeing what it was actually like behind the scenes. I thought it was pretty good. I think, you know, that then, and I too, to be honest, I did watch it. Um, I did. I want, I it's didn't good. watch all of it. I just watched, um, I watched a good portion of it. Um, but I did see some, some of those things like you were talking about. And I think that the, the politics side of it, I think that, you know, a lot of people say, Hey, just because I'm an actor, it doesn't mean I don't have opinions. And you're absolutely right. And same way with an entertainer, hmm. um, in, of any sort, an entertainer. I mean, you know, Pat and I, we have our own beliefs and, and granted, for the most part, I'm sure some of you have a pretty good idea to the mo- you know where we lie, but I'm also not the kind of person that wants to tell you what you should think. Um, I believe everybody should look stuff up, and I believe everybody should should follow what it is that their gut tells them is is the truth. And I'm not going to tell anybody this is what I believe, and you should do this, and it's for yes. the best. That I'm not going to do that. And I think that where entertainers in particular make a mistake. And, and she, since she started so young, so she literally grew up in this bubble, so to speak, and they tried to keep it as real as they possibly could. She didn't see the blowback coming at all because people have this belief system about, not a belief system, they have this facade. This is who Taylor Swift is. When she kept saying that she became who everybody wanted her to be, and that's on me, mm-hmm. that I have to give her credit for that last segment. And that's on me. Yeah. She became what she thought everybody wanted her to be. And so she played into that hand. Yeah. And then when she decided not to do that anymore, all of a sudden it was like, whoa, wait a minute. Mm -hmm. That's not who I'm paying for. That's not who I'm paying to go see. You're, you're, it's like with an actor, you are, you're supposed to be just like a clean slate. And so every acting thing that you go into, people can believe you are that person. But if you go out in the forefront in any one topic or and any, and, and, especially, and decide I'm going to stake a claim here. And, the, and, and like musicians are a little different because usually if they write their own music, it's like you know who they are as even if they're crazy or weird, whatever. It's, they're not <laughs> playing a role usually. They're, they're writing their music. They're playing their music, performing their music. But, they don't but, try to but, get too political though in their they music should, for they, the most part. Well, but you think back, Bruce Springsteen surprises me. Right. Because born in the USA, you know, it was like America. Talk about Americana. I mean, Pink Cadillacs was the what's his buckets. And you had all that that music of that era. 
And then you find out that really they did, that wasn't their political belief system. Right. No, I, but absolutely. But it sold records. 100%. And then and when they were having that conversation, Taylor and her mom and dad and whoever, and somebody said, well, my feeling is, I think it must have been somebody from the record company or something, just said, you might as well just invite half the people not to come to your concerts. And, you know, it just is what it is. And she made the decision not to, and that's, that's fine. But I also, when you just yeah. said something a minute ago um, when, about... Re- not reinventing, but becoming, changing for who you are to please other people, to please people. Someone, it was on the Oscars. This is a Monday that we're recording this. So last night on the Oscars, watching the Oscars a little bit. And I don't know if it was who it was, Natalie Portman. Somebody was talking about um, how women, um, specifically it was a woman talking about how women have to reinvent themselves as musicians, as artists um, every so often, because that that's what's expected of them. Men don't have to do that. Men don't have to do this. Women are expected to do this. Well, and they were there. It was almost like they were blaming the they're blaming the men, mm-hmm. blaming men for for wanting them to be somebody different, younger, this and that. But okay. but their audience yeah. is also women. So so if and if it's on them, if they don't want to reinvent themselves, you don't have to. Re- you're reinventing yourself to continue to make money and be popular. If you don't want to do it, don't do it. Don't see you, what happens. See, right, exactly. And and yeah. it's not just it's not just men saying you it's not men buying Vogue saying that, you know, no. you need to be skinny on the cover of Vogue. It's women also. So it's not just men yeah. saying I'm not saying that 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 music and and the movie industry isn't dominated by men and they're they're controlling and that's changing, which is a good thing. But to, to, to say is, that the only way a woman can succeed in any in those kind of industries is by reinventing herself more than men have to, I think isn't, I don't think that's not, true. I don't think it's accurate. I think, I think that it's funny, like when you mentioned Vogue, people buy Vogue to see what's hot because people buy Vogue. Then, and I'm using that as one example, just a magazine. Then the magazine thinks I need, we need to feed them more of the same thing because they bought this. So then they feed them more of the same thing, even though that may not be what they subscribe to. Ashley Graham is a really good example of this. Uh, being from Nebraska, models, uh, and they, the plus size model, she's been welcomed with open arms for what she does. She, was, she flew in the face of what they believed, because as a plus size model, she was too big. Right, yeah. Because <laughs> plus size is 10. Which is, yeah. <laughs> and, and so they're, they're, they're reshaping those values because I think they they feel like, well, they bought this, so they must really like what we showed them. And on the other side, well, you bought this because you think this must be really good because that's what they're telling me. This is really right. good. So we bought this, but then you realize, okay, you got neither side believes it. Right. And then when somebody goes against the current, everybody's like, well, yes, yes. Thank you. I, I agree. don't have to do that. And don't we, and we all reinvent ourselves. In every aspect, in every in every career, in every aspect, it's, it's not just reinventing. Like, that's what growing. I mean, and that's what I mean. And that's what the, when they you say know. reinventing themselves, they act like they have to sit on a, at a desk and go, okay, I can't be X Y Z anymore. I have to be this other person. Yeah. You're just changing. I'm different than I was five years ago. I'm ten years ago. I, I didn't go. Oh my god, I have to reinvent myself, or no one's gonna like <laughs> have this big break. It's just you're different. Exactly. You're you're a different person. No, it's it's it is true. I think that Hollywood is figuring this out. That's where the Harvey Weinstein thing. You go back, I mean, I hate to go to a dark corner, but um, when you look around the room and you remember when uh, when Ricky Gervais was making his points, um, and obviously there were some people that were asking about uh, what his comments would be if he was allowed to host the Academy Awards, and he did put out a statement of what his opening line would be, and it was something along the lines of um, something about them all being here and giving the weekend off to their 
probably underslept or, 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 you know, they're, they're tired migrant workers, mm-hmm. so to speak. Be- and, and it's like he just wants to keep poking the bear because of the hypocrisy. And so, you know, when you've got... Because hypocrisy is funny. It, com- it's, <laughs> it is in, in every, in every aspect of it. Wait, yeah, hypocrisy is hilarious. It's like, oh... Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there was, there was a, just recently, I'm kind of getting off track here, but just recently some people posted some stuff that George Carlin put out in the 70s. And George Carlin, we know where he stands politically, but he also liked to squeeze the juice out of hypocrisy. And, and he would make you confront yeah. the, real, the reality and go, oh, yes, okay, I see what you're saying there. And that, that had nothing to do with his politics. It just was him using... The truth. He loves catching people. Yeah, because it's fun. It's funny. It's it's, it's, it's awesome. awkward. Yes, I'm, I'm. I think it's really good. But yeah, uh, gosh, that's a lot. There's a There's lot a covered lot. there. Thanks, Oscars, Taylor and, Swift, and Taylor for that Swift, one. and all that stuff. My goodness. So while you were watching Taylor Swift, <laughs> I was watching Amazon and a show called Hellier. And Hellier, H E L L I E R, is on Amazon, and it is about a town in Kentucky, um, and it's real close to. I can't remember the name. It's something point. It's where um, Mothman, Mothman Prophecies, that oh, whole something oh, point. Mount Pleasant. Mount Pleasant? Is it Mount Pleasant? It Mount Pleasant. But anyway, it's in maybe. that same vicinity. There's that tri-state area that's there. And, and anyway, they get called, they get a, an email and they go on a, a ghost hunting there and they are paranormal uh, investigators. It was really very good. And I can't remember who, who turned me on to it. And I'll, I'll have to look up the email again. Or the note. Point Pleasant. Point Pleasant. Um, and uh, there's a whole bunch of stuff going on. They got an email and it was talking about some kind of Kentucky goblins. Some goblins that lived in uh, old mine shafts and this and that. They uncovered a whole bunch of other stuff, though. And it's just two seasons. Season two just recently released. That's why she was watching it. I'd never heard of it before. And so I started watching it and I got sucked in. Their investigation, it is. What's it called? A do- Hellier. H-E-L-L-I-E-R. Okay. And um, it is, they're investigative, paranormal investigators, and um, their practices and how they got brought together. A couple of them were resident investigators at the Stanley um, in Colorado, mm-hmm. Stanley Hotel. Um, and and their, their resumes are impressive. And they've been doing this stuff for a while. And they each, they have their own methodologies. And it was, it was pretty fascinating. The twist is amazing that comes through it and then they go on the, and you think that's when it's done and it continues because there's just a whole bunch of other crap that they, they start putting together on the other side. It's good. So, and and during that, they made mention of a podcast that apparently I think the podcast spawned the docu-series. Anyway, it's called Euphomet, E-U-P-H-O-M-E-T. And it's another paranormal investigator. His name is Jim Perry. And I just started listening to it and they're talking, they do paranormal investigations. They bring people in to talk about their experiences and as investigators mm-hmm. um, or as people who experience things so far, so good. So awesome. anyway, two good little leads there got lost in that. Yeah. And it was, it was really good because at one point you're thinking, Oh, this is going to go nowhere. And then it goes somewhere. And then, you know, he's in all three of them show up in this or three or four of them show up in this little town of Hellier, Kentucky, which I think is probably like, 2,500 people, maybe more than that. It's an unincorporated area, though. And, and it's just like lost on a kind of 
highway somewhere, just a little itty bitty Kentucky borough, mm -hmm. and um, that they were definitely the outsiders when they rolled into town and hung out at the gas station. Oh, I can't imagine. Which doubled as the grocery store. Yeah. And, I, <laughs> and everybody goes yeah. there. Um, trying to get, they said the funny thing is, is trying to get people to talk when it comes to investigations like this is really something because everybody wants to share their story. Yeah, I'm sure they do. As opposed to like a police investigation. Yes. Paranormal investigation. And there's been, there've been so many incidences of seeing UFOs there, that, that vicinity and not just in that little town. Um, finding out what the town name means is fascinating as well. It's like, whoa, stop, get out. The connection that the investigators had to the town that they didn't realize it's crazy. It's really very good. I have to watch but it. But you got to give it a chance because it's kind of a slow roll when it starts. Okay. Um, get through that first episode, but but pay attention because there's some good stuff in that first episode that plays in later. So anyway. Hi, proud supporter, Kugler Vision. In 2020, the year of clear vision. Uh, make it the best year yet with the modern LASIK from Kugler Vision. We've both experienced the the dramatic change it can make in your life, having a procedure done to correct your vision. And I, I, I couldn't be happier. I wish I would have done it a long time before I did. But I'm certainly glad I got it done when I did. February is going to be a huge month. You could be in the running for an Omaha night out. In the month of February, you need to schedule your consultation and attend it. You go in and then then you're automatically in the running for the Omaha night out, which is dinner for two at Chop House in the old market. It'd be nice to be able to see the menu. Plus, go see the Lumineers at CHI Health Center. Um, it's on March 14th is the show. They'll be announcing the winner on March 2nd on their social media and give you plenty of time to claim your prize. But uh, do yourself a favor. Go ahead and make that consultation appointment on their website at kuglervision.com. It is a procedure still, right? Yeah. And, and there are up to seven potential options of a, a procedure. So you, you just don't want to go to anybody to get no. this done. You got to go to people that you trust, that other people have trusted, that we trust. They're, and they have a, a ton of reviews from very satisfied customers, best world. of Omaha, around the world, around the country. Exactly. People right? come back to Omaha just to go to Kugler Vision. So there's they're trusted. There's a reason for that. And so, you know, you, yeah, you want to make sure it's your eyesight. And tell them you heard it on the Pat and JT podcast. I did watch a little bit of the Oscars. Very little, but I did watch a little. I, 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 the opening number was incredible. It was great. I didn't see it. Uh, watch the red carpet. <laughs> the, yeah, the opening number was great. Of uh, um, oh, was, that, was Steve, Eminem in Eminem? that part? Yeah, Eminem was no, no, no. Eminem was toward the middle. Okay, uh, Elton John was in, was great. Eminem was kind of shocking. People looked like they were kind of not. Well, you know why like, he was there? Huh. -uh. It was a remember, kind of a, not a remembrance, but a, a look back at some of the more famous songs that have been uh, that won Oscars. Oh, got it. When he won that in 2002 or three, he skipped the award show. Oh, really? So he didn't perform it. This is the first That's time that song was performed at the Oscars. That's interesting. That, and so he came to do that. Yeah. And of course, he saw a resurgence in downloads. Oh, for sure. Right away. Because the he, whole audience is just like, well, what, he looked, he wait, looked great, except, except there were yeah. some, I, I saw, I think Barstool Sports put, uh, tweeted out, and they just said that uh, what Eminem takes the stage and the Oscar audience went mild. Because like <laughs> some of them were, were getting into it. Uh, Dina Menzel was like, you literally look confused. And you know she knows who he is, but yeah. she just looked confused. It was just awkward. It was odd. It was, he was awesome. Yeah. Elton John was awesome. I heard his, um, his, thank he was, you. he was, well, he, in his performance was great. I heard that. Um, yeah, but good. the, but the opening number was great. And I like not having a host, number? some lady, <laughs> I don't know. And that's why I even said, I, I, and I know I should know who this is, but I even, I like Beth, I have no idea who this is, but she's incredible. She got a standing ovation. Okay. She was awesome. Um, yeah, it was great. So, but, but the, uh, them not having a host yeah. was great. It's been working for him. Ray Romano was it, funny. He cussed, has. said the F word. Um, so yeah, it was just, 
It was it was good. So it was better edgy. than I, better than edgy. I thought. Yeah. They did the in memoriam. And of course, there are always a couple to get left out. Most notably was Luke Perry. Um, Luke and I was like, Luke Perry, was it just he died last year? And I feel like so much has happened in the last year. Mm-hmm. It was last March yeah. when he died from complications so after fast. a stroke. He actually had a cameo in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which was nominated ten times and won Brad Pitt won for Best Supporting Actor for that movie. And then he got left out of the in memoriam part. That's too bad. And a couple others too that they made mention of Cameron Boyce, who's the Disney star that had the epile- epileptic yeah. seizure. He was twenty. Uh, and Tim Conway. Um, who that's passed a big away. one. That's a huge one. Last Jeez. May at eighty five that they missed on the list. So those those three pretty notable. Wow. That they missed them. Yeah. Um, and then finally the swag bag. Oh, I love talking about what those <laughs> the rich people get. It's and it is it is hilarious. Hilarious? I don't know if that's the word. Because I believe that one of the movies that won was the movie, oh gosh, I think the director that came up from Korea. Parasite? Um, Parasite. And it was about income inequality to a degree. The movie was. Oh, I thought it was about disease. And, I really and, did. I had uh, no idea what it was about. And, that's, and I've, read, I've just read some stuff about it, and I, I didn't get that connection because there were some remarks made, and I didn't understand them. And that's why I looked it up, just so I'm like, oh, okay, that makes sense now. Because the, the swag bags were worth about $250,000 a piece. Maybe Again, a little less. speaking back to the beginning of this episode with Rich, uh, Ricky Gervais and the <laughs> irony of who who's there and who's it's just craziness. It's craziness. So the twenty five nominees in acting and directing are the ones that received those bags. That's a lot. And they said that the bags usually are shipped off the week before. It's almost like you get the bag the week before, then you feel like you're obligated. You got to show up. Yeah, or, or and you got to wear whatever's in there. And they didn't at this time though, the biggest thing that was in there, seventy-eight thousand dollars, and it was a cruise for two, twelve day cruise that they gave away. Crazy. Good I think Lord, Anna, seventy-eight Anna, grand? Yeah, seventy-eight thousand dollars for two people. It included Antarctica and the Mediterranean. Okay, so I, that's a twelve legit, days. It's a lot. Two people. That was pretty big. They also had another one which is a matchmaking company called <laughs> which they thought Brad Pitt probably could make use of. Uh, 20 grand is what that was worth. Uh, the cheapest item was a two-pack of dark, dark chocolate. Uh, it was five bucks. And then the stranger <laughs> items included one thing called, um, one was a brain-sensing meditation headband, about 250 bucks. And the other thing was something called PZ Midstream. Sounds like a rapper. <laughs> He'll change his name when he finds out what it is. Uh, it actually is a medical urine collection system. Good Lord. That's used to diagnose and treat UTIs. And apparently they're trying to get a little uh, free pub. What? So everybody got one. So <laughs> I know well, it. I don't know. Pre- pre- pretty heavy use for those out in Hollywood. A lot of UTIs going around. <laughs> apparently, I don't Jeez. know. It's a, it's a, I think, a uh, UK company. But anyway, uh, there were a couple other things in there. Foot spray made from herbal remedies and a vape pen. It was like 24 karat gold and some other stuff. Lord. The last year, they said of all the uh, awards, everybody took theirs. Nobody turns them down. Glenn Closo last year asked that hers be donated to a women's charity. That's okay. That's nobody did that this year. 
They, well, of course not. Well, because and, and then that's good because then she doesn't have to pay the taxes on it because if it's See, a, if it's, she's asked if it's donated because these guys all got to pay taxes on that, that was kind an of stuff. issue a few years back. Heck yes, and it should and be. You get the, you get a big gift like that, especially gifted a seventy eight thousand dollar cruise as part right. of it. And you don't have to pay taxes on it, right? And then the company that puts these together has nothing to do with the Oscars. It used to be, I think it's been for about twenty years that they've been doing this, maybe a little more, but um, the Oscars was involved in it, and they're like stepped away from it because of all the financial problems yeah that came with it just not a good look sometimes kind of walk away from that but thank you yeah and just as an oscar moment just for you uh who do you think has won the most oscars ever most oscars ever um i would male or female um uh oh gosh good question um i don't know tom hanks maybe i don't know Tom hanks actually was nominated six times and he's won two okay that's it the one who won the most has won four uh, for like sound design or something, some rando one. Nope. Uh-uh, who? Uh who? Catherine Hepburn has won four, nominated twelve times. Number two, though, has won three, nominated twenty-one times. Your girl. Oh, Glenn what, Meryl, Meryl Streep. Oh man. There you go. She's been nominated twenty-one times with three wins, so she's got the uh, corner on the market as far yeah. as being nominated. And then Jack Nicholson has won three as well. Daniel Day-Lewis. There's a couple others in there, too. But uh, I just saw Meryl Streep's name. I thought you'd 21. like to know. 21. 21 oh, nominations, poor. but she has not won the most. Poor Catherine thing. Hepburn owns that. Poor thing. Just so you know. Right. So there, there's your Oscar update oh, with Pat and JT. Oh, just, just I'm just not good. Just stop. Just stop. <laughs> you know what? Okay, here. Give it back to me. I'll take it back. <laughs> give me that back, too. <laughs> it's Pat and JT, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Podcast, a part of it.